because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Citizens of Israel, this evening we formed a national emergency government. The people of Israel are united, and today its leadership is also united. We have set aside any other consideration because the fate of our country is at stake here. We are going to work together shoulder to shoulder for the benefit of all Israelis, for the benefit of the state of Israel. And I would like to, I would like to say to you, dear citizens, we've seen these savages we've seen these barbarians we are dealing with we are fighting against a brutal and vicious enemy an enemy which is worse than ISIS we've seen little children boys and girls being handcuffed and shot in their head men and women who were burned alive young women who were raped and massacred combatants were decapitated in one place they placed people together and brought spare tires spare wheels from all around to have burning materials and then burned these people alive it is so horrific it is so atrocious. The, atrocious. the pain is so great. Every family in Israel knows someone who had perished. And you start hearing the news and you start hearing the names and it's terrible. I think we all know people that their loved ones were massacred, were burned, were killed. But as great as this atrocity is, so is our heroism great. Men and women, mothers and fathers, combatants and civilians who showed extreme heroism and bravery. They all fought and we are all fighting for our home. The unity among our nation in times of sorrow, it breaks beyond our boundaries and it reaches the whole world. We saw it yesterday in the important and moving speech of President Biden. I spoke with him today for the fourth time, for the fourth time since this war broke out. We have unprecedented international support for Israel and this is a critical component for this ongoing uh, battle and warfare. Aircrafts are on their way here and a lot of ammunition is coming to Israel and will be arriving at Israel. And it's important. We are fighting in full force in all theaters. Now we are on the offensive. Every Hamas operative will die. Hamas is ISIS. We will crush them and get rid of them just as the world crushed and got rid of ISIS. I would like to strengthen our combatants, all the people in our security forces and relief and rescue forces. The entire people of Israel are behind you. And I would like to say to you, citizens of Israel, and I'm saying here to my friends, and I'm saying this to all of you, the words of the prophet Isaiah, we will all help out each other I'm Israel Chai, and together we shall win.
Okay, uh, Wednesday, 11 October, Year of Our Lord, 2023, right there. And that is a, an address to the nation. Think about how hard that was. I mean, you've never seen a president of the United States actually address the citizens, citizens of this country with such graphic detail and such passion. Uh, Sigal Chada joins us, a member of the a National Committee person at the uh, uh, Republican National Committee. She was on many times during the big fight of taking over the RNC. Sigal, what does this mean? You're a very close observer of Israeli politics and, and, and the culture over there. I think the supporters of Israel in this country are kind of shocked that uh, that this has happened. And, and it looks like Israel, who is always revered. I remember I was in the um, was in the Navy, both in the Middle East and during the hostage crisis back in the late 70s. And I carried battle group and then back in the Pentagon right after that. The IDF was revered. The Mossad was revered. IDF military intelligence. These were revered. The country had very few resources, not a lot of people. But pound for pound, we're the best fighting force in the world. I mean, comparable to the Marines, comparable special forces in the United States, really even in the late 70s weren't that big. We just started Delta Force. The SEALs were, were there, but they weren't the commando unit that they are now. Uh, explain, how important is this that this, uh, this coalition government came together? Because uh, Benny Gans, and, uh, who's from the IDF, he and, uh, and uh, uh, Netanyahu are not particularly close, are they? No, as a matter of fact, they couldn't uh, be more adversarial to each other. Um, but, you know, we spoke about it earlier. Benny Gantz and Bibi Netanyahu, I think they have agreed to set aside their differences and really do everything that it takes. Look, this is a war for Israel's survival. Um, I remember stories when people told me about the Yom Kippur War. And, you know, I was 14 years old when, when I moved to the States from Israel. And, you know, there was this notion that whoever is last alive, turn off the lights. And, you know, and that's something that we remember. And, and I remember, and this is what things that I was taught. So right now we are seeing a war for Israel's survival. When they told us that they were going to wipe us off the map, that is precisely what they're trying to do. They're trying to take over Jerusalem. They're trying to establish a caliphate, and they will kill every Christian and Jew that is living in the state of Israel if Israel does not beat them. But you made some incredibly important comments in in the last hour. I just want to go back over that. This shouldn't be... I don't know how this is a surprise to anybody. I mean, President Trump, one of his greatest efforts that he never really gets credit for is the year and a half it took us to take down ISIS. Remember, ISIS at the time that President Trump won the election, Obama had said this is a generational problem. It was a physical caliphate between Iraq and Syria that had more oil revenue. It was actually bigger physically, I think, than even Syria. It was massive as a physical caliphate. It took a year and a half to take that down. Th these radical uh, jihadis have always looked at, at, at little Satan is Jerusalem and, and, and Israel and big Satan is the United States. Is it just generations to people? Because here's what stunned me on Saturday. We were doing the show live when these things were breaking. I had a soap on. What shocked me is that on a kibbutz, which I thought the kibbutzes were for the farming and you, know, for the, the, you, you always have this kind of mythical idea of the kibbutz. They had... Uh, basically a Burning Man rave all night, and they're dancing, and they're a mile from Gaza. I, I mean, that's got to be incredibly dangerous. Is it just people let their guard down? Do they 
They, you know, you heard in this thing against the judiciary, people saying we got to make peace. You know, the, 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 the army's got too much control. Bibi Netanyahu's too much of a right wing radical. What happened to the country that actually put itself in this situation? You know, like we said in the last hour, um, this generation is simply numb because they don't know the pain of war. They know the pain of incursions into Gaza in 2006 and 2014, and they just really don't understand what war is. Um, The generation of my parents, um, where my father was a reservist in in Yom Kippur and fought in the Six-Day War, my generation is the last generation that saw war in 1983 through 85 in Lebanon. Um, but it, these kids today, I hate to call them these kids today, but that's what they are. They're 20-somethings, and they don't understand. They live in this la-la land where they think that coexistence is possible, and you can have a two-state solution. And they just simply do not understand that, really, there's no such thing as a two-state solution. There is absolutely no such thing as a two-state solution that's possible. And what we're, we're seeing here is now the residual effect of this coexistence mentality, this peace mentality. My generation understands that this is 8th century barbarism, that this is really what they want to do. They want to conquer Jerusalem because I was taught that when I was a student in Israel and when I was a kid. Uh, this generation just simply does not know that. They they live in la-la land. Talk to me about uh, Hezbollah. I mean, as bad as Hamas is, in the radical jihads to the south, uh, always the bigger threat has always been Hezbollah to the north. And I keep saying Hezbollah pound for pound is one of the finest fighting forces in the world. What's going to happen in southern Lebanon, northern Israel? So tell me about Hezbollah. What's going to happen here? Look, Hezbollah has been a threat since the 80s. I mean, we know that Hezbollah has been involved in, you know, the bombing of the U.S. Marine camps in, in Beirut. Hezbollah has been a force to be reckoned with. We have Hassan Nasrallah that's been up there. Um, it's it's a threat. It is an existing threat. I know that soldiers have been deployed to the north um, since Sunday. Uh, it's listen. It's it's scary. We've seen it. We've seen it for decades. Um, we have Hamas to the west. We have Hezbollah up north. And we've got forces of both in Syria and, you know, and let's not forget Judea and Samaria, what the rest of the world calls, you know, the West Bank or occupied territories. Israel is in so much danger. And that's why I say uh, this is a war for Israel's survival right now. What, um, how do you think this rolls out over the next couple of days? Because every day here, every minute is, uh, in fact, t- tonight when we were putting, the, or this afternoon we were putting the show together, that Anderson Cooper and BBC, all of them live, they thought there was actually an incursion into northern, uh, in, into northern Israel. It turns out it was just uh, Arab women and children fleeing uh, Judea, Judea and Samaria, the West Bank, uh, and trying to get into Israel to safety. Because I think they're they're the they're the canary in the mine shaft. They know something's happening. Something's happening big. How do you see this playing out over the next couple of days? 
You know, the, my greatest fear is that we will see some action coming out of Judea and Samaria. And Steve, thank you for calling it Judea and Samaria. There's nothing that's more offensive to an Israeli than it being called Occupied Territories or West Bank. So thank you for calling it that. That's number one. And I have to tell you, I mean, something is coming. And, you know, it's it's like a powder keg. And what... We're, we're really scared of is, is a third intifada coming out of Judea and Samaria, because then at the end of the day, you're going to have Judea and Samaria, and you're going to have Gaza, and you're going to have the Golan Heights, and you're going to have um, the north from Lebanon. So, you know, it's, it's very, very scary. It is. And what we need is we need to pray for Jerusalem. What... Um... What about in the United States has already been, we don't have the footage right now. We haven't booted it up, but you've had all, you know, you've had in Dearborn, Michigan, you had in a theater, you've had the college campuses, Harvard, uh, the Ivy League schools condemning Israel, uh, refusing. And President Biden said a while ago, uh, uh, or the, the illegitimate regime head, I guess I call him, uh, that he's seen footage of the beheaded baby. So that whole controversy looks like it's being put to bed now with Biden and the, and the National Security Council saying they're actually seeing it. What about what's your fears here? Because the head of the the former head of Hamas, I think he's still one of the active, like, you know, executive chairman. And and remember, he's living in Qatar and he's living in Qatar in total luxury because Qatar is where they're running the deal out of. And how do we have a massive base? I fought this when I was in the administration. Why are we in Qatar? Why don't we move out They're the worst guys in the world? They're dealing with everything. It's the it's the money. It's like the Chicago pits are. To the commodities business in the United States, Qatar is to the to the terrorists throughout the world. It's where they do their money exchanges. Is where they uh, regroup. I I I will bet you any amount of money that the planning and plotting of this raid by Hamas, which was a military operation of of really quite frankly precision, shocking precision, came out of at least some part of it came out of Qatar. He's called for a global day of jihad against not just Israel and Jews throughout the world, but anybody that supports uh, the state of Israel, the Jewish Jewish calls throughout the world. And I think you're going to see some real activity, particularly in places like Europe. Your, your thoughts, ma'am? Yeah, you do. You have Khaled Mishal sitting in, in Qatar and calling on world jihad. And I have to tell you that it's very concerning. It's very concerning here to me as well in Las Vegas tomorrow night there is a pro-Palestine rally right outside the federal courthouse. Um, we're seeing, you know, to see what's going on in New York. And, you know, and I always say that Israel is just the pit stop. Um, once they conquer Jerusalem, it's on to the rest of the world. I watched in horror your last hour where we're seeing Somalis. We're hearing different dialects of Arabic coming through the border, coming through Eagle Pass, coming through Arizona. Um, it's, it's so scary. And I think Americans are tone deaf and maybe this will wake them up seeing what, you know, this 8th century jihad is going on in the Middle East. Um, I'm hoping that they, it does wake up this administration because the enemy is within. If people in New York are saying, you know, death to America in New York, then it's already on our land and it's dangerous. And I don't know that this administration is really doing anything about it since we've got people coming through the border every day. Sagal, what's your social media? How do people find out more about you and what you're putting up during this uh, during this crisis? 
They can follow me on Chatta for Nevada. That's C-H-A-T-T-A-H for Nevada at Twitter. And I'm uh, on Twitter and Truth and Getter and all the social media sites. Uh, Chatta, thank you. Ms. Uh, Seagal, thank you so much for joining us. Look forward to having you back on. Thank you for your insights. Thank you so much, Steve. Be safe. Seagal. Seagal made a, an incredible point about the 20-somethings over in, in Israel, not really understanding war, had really been living at peace for so long, and kind of the, the, the statistics and polling of 20-somethings here in the United States about their attitudes to Israel are quite shocking, quite shocking. And I'm telling you, the support for Israel is going to get very tested, and here's why. It's not going to be a free shot on goal. You're not going to have a free option on this. The opposition to this is quite organized and it's from the most elite universities and institutions you know um harvard i mean the officials at harvard have let 31 uh student organizations come out for, uh, for the brutality i mean quite blatant and the administration won't say anything you've got alumni like bill ackman and larry summers who used to be the president there, coming out very harshly and criticizing but they're not changing this is ivy league schools all over the country and deeper than that, it's at every university. Uh, this is going to be particularly, you know, today's financial times. We started off the show this morning. Israel prepares for ground invasion of Gaza. Just to put it in perspective, Gaza is twice the size of Washington, D.C. physically, the district itself. Not greater Washington for you that live here or have been here. Not not the suburbs of Maryland. Not, uh, not, um, uh, not uh, Virginia, just the district, and over 2 million people, where the District of Columbia has uh, 700,000, has over 2 million. It's one of the most concentrated um, urban areas in the world, and they're going to send an army in there to dig out the, to dig out the terrorists. Do we have Todd Bensman, or is he up? Um, I want to go to, uh, I want to go to Todd Bensman. Todd, I want to go back in time, and and because I'm going to keep you for a while. Todd's reporting from Eagle Pass, Texas. No individual. And look, we've got Burkwam, Jan, you know, some heroes have been all over. But your ability coming from Texas DPS intelligence, the books you write, the articles, you have a unique perspective on this, both the analytics and the ability to go there and understand what's going on. I know you've been out with, uh, you've been out doing some great reports up on Daily Mail the last couple of days. But I want to go back to the book. When you first started coming on the show a couple of years ago, your first book you put out was exactly about this topic. You were warning America at the time. You said, you guys are not paying attention to the southern border. In the southern border, we have a, essentially have a massive incursion of radical jihadis that are coming across here and becoming not just sleeper cells, but actual, actual fifth column in the United States. Give us an update on all that. Right. Well, we have we have apprehended we the United States Border Patrol 250 immigrants, aliens illegally crossing who were already on the FBI's terrorism watch list uh, amid 1.8 million gotaways. So, in other words, it's a sample of what is coming across the border. The 250 is a sample of what is coming across the border. That 250 is the highest number. That's in three years, two and a half years, is the highest number per month, per year that we have ever seen in this country. Those numbers of people who are already on the watch list. Now, remember, we also have had 
a minimum of 100,000 people come from Muslim-majority countries around the world. That doesn't make them terrorists. It just means that we don't know anything about their backgrounds or histories when they do come from a country uh, of terrorism concern. And then they get in, we let them in because there's no vetting happening. So the, the risk and the threat is uh, involved. It, it has to do with the fact that they're strangers. It's like kind of the ultimate stranger danger. Uh, those are tens of thousands of people coming from these countries and we are just letting them in without any vetting whatsoever. We can't vet most of them. Uh, so I just testified last month to the House Judiciary Committee about this terrorist travel over the southern border. And I'll tell you what I told the um, congressmen and women, which is that we had these programs that kept us pretty safe. We would interview these immigrants that we call them special interest aliens. I did it myself for the Texas Department of Public Safety, and I had my whole squad interviewing special interest aliens in the detention centers to try to learn who they are. And the mass migration crisis under Joe Biden has rendered those interview programs of special interest aliens unviable unviable. They are not working. There's no possible way that that we are even interviewing a fraction of those people coming from Muslim-majority countries like Lebanon, like Jordan, like the Palestinian territories. And that's what I told Congress, I'll tell you, that the threat is elevated. And the Democrats on that panel, on that subcommittee panel, whenever I would talk or Rodney Scott, the former Border Patrol chief, uh, agent and chief agent, uh, the Democrats would look away and they'd flick through there pointedly, pointedly show how disinterested they were uh, and that it was just a bunch of politics and that sort of thing. And they just blew off what we were saying about this this threat, kind of like maybe the Israelis pre-Hamas attack. In the in the in the days and weeks and months and years before that, when you say the special interest aliens, I mean even to have the time and effort to do that, it just should be, hey, you don't come into the country, get out of here. Shouldn't even be in an interview. I mean, it's even the process setting up makes my head blow. But I want to go back to the n- numbers. You say two fifty of the special interest aliens. That's in a month. I want you to go back through this year per month, roughly, of, of how many we, we've had, because they're coming across constantly. To make the FBI terrorists, this is not like you're some guy in some country that's a terrorist or jihadist. To make the FBI terrorist, how tough is that? I mean, that can't be that can't be easy, right? So my point is you're, you're already talking about not double-A ball or single-A ball. You're talking about the majors. This guy, the, these are equivalent guys coming for a cup of coffee, right? If you're on the FBI's terror watch list, you were nominated and you went through a rigorous analytical process uh, uh, and, and, and had to get approved at multiple levels to be put on that list. Uh, and then once you're on that list, uh, it's going to be it's going to have to do with either you are a bomb thrower yourself or you are supporting bomb throwers in some one way or another, 
uh, or you are a plotting bomb thrower, uh, there's no uh, possible way that that if you're on that list that we could just blow you off and let you into the country. But I think that among the 1.8 million, we must have, I mean, mathematics tell us that we must have had people cross that border and never get caught. They were, they got away, they got through. And also there would be a lot of people on, that should be on the list that just for whatever reason, never, never got nominated uh, down, downstream in whatever country they were living in. And I believe that uh, like in Europe, uh, in 2015, 2016, when they had their mass migration crisis, they had a lot of people come over that border who were predisposed to jihad and went on to conduct bloody attack after bloody attack from one end of Europe to another for three years straight, four years straight, uh, after they crossed the borders illegally and claimed asylum for different reasons, they committed all kinds of attacks killed a lot, hundreds and hundreds, wounded hundreds and hundreds of Europeans. Uh, so this is not crazy stuff. It happened in Europe. It's still happening in Europe. Todd, can you hang on? You're in Eagle Pass, Texas. When I come back, I want to describe where you are. This footage, I can already tell from our audience, this footage is people's heads are blown up. I mean, I wonder, this is the United States of America. This is not. This is why I call it the new Gaza. We have Gazas all over here. You have a fifth column. Think about it for a second. I'll ask Todd this when we come back. Think about the the mentality of a guy who is on the terror watch list and knows that his activities is enough that, that he's on the FBI. Because these guys know they're on the watch list. It's not like it's some secret thing. They, they would, or at least they know their activities enough to, to, to arouse suspicion. They're coming anyway. They're coming anyway. This is like an all-star team. This is not like some pickup basketball game. This is like an NBA all-star team of jihadis. They're coming anyway because they think they had a shot to get in. They're laughing at you. This is the most dangerous thing. I think it's happened in the history of the country. It's more dangerous than the attack of Pearl Harbor. This is more dangerous than 9-11. It's, it's more dangerous than the USS Maine blowing up. It's more dangerous than the firing on Fort Sumner. It's the most dangerous thing that's happened in the nation's history. It's 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 mind-boggling. We have 8 to 10 million illegal aliens here, many of them hostiles. Be back in a moment, short commercial break. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. 
Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skincare, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner, download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. It can happen anywhere. Fires, hurricanes, tornadoes, mudslides. Regular cell phone service is fragile and can go down in an instant. Just ask the folks out in Maui. And when that happens, how will you contact your loved ones? That's why you absolutely need a satellite phone. Regular cell phones cover less than 8% of the Earth's surface. But with your sat phone, if you can see the sky, you can make a call. It's got 100% global coverage, ensuring you're always within reach. Your calls are secure and private. No one's eavesdropping. Even the U.S. military trusts these phones to communicate securely. Your text messages, encrypted. Only the intended recipient can read them. Everything you do with this phone is 100% private and 100% secure. Right now, War Room's trusted partner, Satellite Phone Store, is giving you a free and Marsat satellite phone with a 12-month plan if you go to sat123.com slash Bannon right now. That's sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon right now. Be ready for anything, earthquake, wildfires, terrorism, anywhere on Earth with your new satellite phone today, as well as your free bonuses. Visit sat123.com slash Bannon and use code STEVE50. At checkout for free activation or dial 855-980-5830 to snag your free Amarsat satellite phone today. That's sat123.com slash Bannon code Steve50 or call 855-980-5830. Question, who protects the troops who protect us? Well, we will. Imagine you're serving halfway around the world and you learn the title to your home, that legal document that proves it's actually yours has been forged and it's not in your name anymore. But we can't let that happen and we won't let it happen. Home title theft is a clear and present danger for all homeowners and that's why I trust Home Title Lock. And now Home Title Lock is protecting those who protect us and giving back. For every subscription you purchase from Home Title Lock, they'll donate one year of free service to a military family in your name. Our troops deserve the peace of mind in knowing that while they protect us, Home Title Lock protects their most valuable asset. We all need to protect the title to our homes. I'll share updates, but for now, please join me. Protect your home's title at HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon and use promo code Bannon. And when you do, they'll protect the home of a service member in your name. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. 
HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. Do this for the troops. Do it today. Use your agency. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Mace, um, you endorsed uh, Jim Jordan, so I'm assuming you voted for Jim Jordan today. If the vote for Speaker were today, would you vote for Steve Scalise? I would not. I plan on voting for Jim Jordan on the floor. Um, I've been very vocal about this over the last couple of days. I personally cannot, in good conscience, vote for someone who attended a white supremacist conference and compared himself to David Duke. I would be doing an enormous disservice to the voters that I represent in South Carolina if I were to do that. So this is uh, following up on that. Um conversations between the U.S. and Israel, has the U.S. advocated any degree of restraint in terms of possible ground operations in Gaza, either for the sake of the civilians there or for the sake of uh, hostages in there? Well, again, I'm not getting into any of the operational details of what uh, Israel may uh, or, or may not do. I think you heard the President speak to this yesterday in his very, very strong and forceful comments. Um, and of course, what uh, separates Israel, the United States, and other democracies when it comes to incredibly difficult situations like this is our respect for international law uh, and as appropriate uh, the laws of war. Uh, we do everything we can to make sure that in these situations we avoid civilian casualties. That is in direct contrast uh, with uh, Hamas which uses uh, people as human shields. Uh, it um, actually seeks uh, to be, uh, put Palestinian civilians in situations uh, where they could be harmed, uh, this is very much part of their uh, part of their game plan. So uh, we uh, we know that uh, Israel will take uh, all of the uh, precautions that uh, that it can, just as we would. And again, that's what separates us uh, from Hamas and uh, terrorist groups that engage in the most heinous kind of uh, kind of activities. Thank you. Thank you. We'll have a chance to talk later. Thank you. Okay. Um, welcome back. You know, Biden's got to come to me to the House and he's got to lay out in the War Powers Act the plan in, in Ukraine. I mean, we've cut money off. There should be nobody should talk about what we hope to have accomplish. Israel, the support there, because there's two breaking news items. Number one, the Royal Air Force has just announced they are for deploying personnel and air assets to Cyprus to, quote unquote, support you know, operations in support of Israel. Cyprus is like an aircraft carrier, you know, right right there by Turkey, Greece, all of it. And uh, a Israeli army spokesman has just told CNN, if Iran is directly involved in the Hamas attack, it will lead to an escalation of the situation. War and the rumors of war right now. Todd Benzeman, tell us where you are, but particularly since you've done this from, from, from the Darien Gap all the way up into the interior of the country. We keep saying Scalise and these guys have to make this invasion. This is the number one geopolitical issue for the United States. It's not the Middle East. It's not Ukraine. Uh, our number one thing to me geopolitically is Taiwan because you see that. You see the Chinese Communist Party licking their chops. But this invasion of America is an order and a scale never seen before. You've been at the front lines. What would, what would you say needs to be done immediately and immediately by the Republican House? 
Right. Well, the Republican House, I, I should just say that uh, that they are limited by the fact that we have divided Congress, uh, that they are they, they have approved House Bill uh, two. They uh, are working with uh, the Senate on a, a, a Senate version of it. But ultimately, but but but, you know, but Todd, whoa, 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 Todd, 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 we got enough laws. I'm glad they got HR2. Let's let's assume it's not more than a messaging bill, but they took E-Verifier out in the CR. But you have so many other tools at your disposal. Look, we either got to stop this invasion or we're not. And passing HR2 is not good. They don't. They break the laws we have today. We have you're, you've done chapter and verse on the amnesty laws. They make a mockery of the law. So to pass more laws where they're making a mockery and they sit there at these hearings and laugh in your face. What needs to be done today? We got to play Smash Mouth. We got to cut the money off. We got to start impeaching officials. We got, I think we got to tell people if you don't come forward with the real information and start protecting the border, we're going to file criminal charges. Send, we'll send criminal referrals over to the Justice Department. Todd Benzman. Sure, you can do that, but you can have an impeachment hearing. You can, uh, you can hold the uh, purse strings tighter uh, in hopes that you can get some leverage on the White House. Uh, because ultimately, all of the levers of power for what's happening here behind me lead right to the White House. And they have to be leveraged to uh, reinstitute Remain in Mexico, for example, uh, to, uh, uh, to actually enforce Title VIII uh, returns and to actually uh, detain people, like just detain people for uh, until they can be expedited return to wherever they're coming from but it's a white house decision it's dhs and the, the only thing that the well, what that about what about Congress, what could the governors what what could the governors of texas and arizona look it's either invasion or not invasion if it was just a, my, an immigration law problem you deal with it differently this is an invasion we got eight to ten million people here we don't know who they are and the, and the inspector general tells us we don't know where they are what can Texas and Arizona do, the attorney generals and the governors? All right. You see this barbed wire behind me right here? Let me tell you what's been yes, happening sir. there. See how what a see what a mess it is, all the, the crap on that thing? And you haven't seen anything over here. In this spot, the you the Biden Border Patrol is coming in and cutting that wire every day so that the immigrants that are on the other side can swim over and enter the country and stay. Border Patrol will bring them right in. But this is Texas DPS wire. Texas DPS's, uh, Texas, uh, uh, the, the, the government of Texas uh, had a, uh, an operation called Hold the Line, where they would physically block the immigrants from coming in, but were undermined by Border Patrol coming in and cutting the wire. That that wire right there is brand new. They just cut the wire a day or two ago, and now DPS is putting it, the wire back up in the National Guard. And so you have this clash uh, of policies between federal and state that that make it almost impossible for the state of Texas to achieve anything right here on the ground. This look look at all the look at this, all of that. Those that is clothing that why, was left why, behind why, by. Why would Go back and look at that. I want to go back and look, but you can move the camera yeah. around back to it. Yeah, yeah. That is absolutely this shocking. Is, yeah, in yeah. this spot, 
a couple days ago, there were like 3,500 immigrants bonsai through when the Border Patrol cut the wire and let them through. While uh, Texas DPS was, you know, the, the two uh, agencies were standing next to each other saying, you can't do it. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. What are you going to do about it? That's what why, the state why of doesn't, Texas well, is why, why doesn't, te- okay, why is the state of Texas not arresting the, if the Border Patrol does that to violate the integrity of the border, te- no, I'm saying I'm being absolutely serious. Let me go back again. We have eight to 10 million illegal aliens here. We don't know who they are. Nobody's vetted. And as the inspector general tells us in your great reporting, but they don't if they're laughing, they don't even make up. They don't make an effort. They put the McDonald's in South Chicago as their address that we have no earthly idea where these right. people are. This is an invasion right. of our country. OK. Israel, Ukraine, even Taiwan, don't compare. If we don't get this right, we're finished as a country. It's over. We have. You think you got a problem in Gaza? You think you got a problem in Gaza? You think you got a problem in the Golan Heights? You got a problem here. From Lukeville, Arizona, we just had a Jeff uh, on. That, that that's yeah. the new Gaza Strip, as you've said. There, there's a dozen to a hundred Gazas in the United States right now, even as we speak, sir. Right. I mean, listen, uh, we have had uh, something like 75,000 to 125,000 people come in from, you know, Muslim majority countries, terrorist uh, organizations operating in them. A lot of them are coming through at Lukeville, uh, but I've met, you know, Syrians and uh, Dagestanis and Kyrgyzstanis and Uzbekistanis uh, from all of those places, too. And we're just... The country's just letting them in, and it's a White House decision. Uh, a divided Congress, the White House is uh, taking advantage of the power vacuum in Congress to, 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 to leverage anything. And the White House is saying openly, we like this. We're going to let this keep happening. We want this to keep happening. Uh, we prefer it if there were lawful pathways, but if they're coming in illegally, uh, between the ports, we're going to let them in. And, you know, I mean, it's a White decision, ultimately. I, I, I think the Congress, the House could try to do this or that. The state of Texas could try to do this or that. But, Steve, I'm just not optimistic. If you had optimistic. balls, okay. I'm not if, 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 if the reason, the reason, it's not a power vacuum. The gormless, they're gormless. You have a bunch of people up there, they're, they're afraid of being called racist, they're afraid of being called all this stuff. You need to, we're either going to save this country or we're not. It's that simple. This is, this is, this is as fundamental and basic. And any speaker of the house, anybody wants to be speaker has to step in front of the American people and say, Hey, I'm not doing this for some sort of proclamation to Ukraine or Israel or Taiwan. I'm doing right now. My proclamation is to my resolution is to the American people and to the American Republic. And we commit to do everything for her safety and her security and her prosperity. End of drill. Full stop. Everything else will work itself out. You've documented, you've documented this is the most serious threat the nation's ever had. And one of the reasons is our existential threat enemy, the Chinese Communist Party, we have a chemical warfare attack coming through that border. It's called fentanyl. We just call it a drug. It's a chemical warfare attack. They are taking the playbook of the East India Company back in the 19th century called the Opium Wars, when China wouldn't open up to their monopoly for trading. They said, we don't need your stuff. We got our own stuff. Our stuff's better. Get out of here. 
you know, weird white people. We got our stuff. The Brits went back and took opium and forced it in there. The Chinese Communist Party has just reversed the playbook. And with the cartels, they're coming up through our southern border on a chemical weapons attack on the United States called fentanyl. Now, Todd, you're down there. You've seen the frustration. It's going to take leadership to step forward in Texas, Arizona, these states, and in Congress and sit there and go, nothing's going to pass. We're going to shut down the government. I don't give a damn about the parks being open or anything. This is a national emergency, an evasion of our country on a scale heretofore unbelievable. If we don't have that, then it's over. If you're just going to play patty cake and normal thing and, oh, yeah, I'm going to put a proclamation. Scalise, I'm going to put a resolution out about it, 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 about um, Israel. Israel knows we're there. You don't need to put a proclamation out, you grundoon. Todd Benzman, got me worked up now, brother. Your footage and your reporting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, uh, whoever turns out to be the speaker, the next speaker, uh you know, it will bear watching to see whether they will uh, actually take the purse strings and pull them tight and use them as leverage on this border issue. I'm not seeing a whole lot of hold on, hold on, options. Hold on. Do, do, hang on, hang yeah. on. One thing. Memphis, stop. Stop this footage right here. I want to stop it. Stop, stop yeah. that footage. No, no, Memphis, go back to it. I want to get it up on the screen as a photo. You don't need to see Todd's lovely facade. Okay. These are not guys that wandered. This is what a joke this is and up in our grill. These, and you go back and rewind it. I want to play. This is not a bunch of guys. This is a military. They look like, they look like my nephews when they were down at Fort Jackson and other places on the weekend. These are like military guys. Look at this right here. This is what's coming to your country every day, every hour of every day. Military age men in great shape with backpacks. That right there is an invasion of your country. And Biden ought to be impeached tomorrow about that. And to me, he and Mallorcas and Garland ought to be put in prison for this. It's time to play smash mouth with these people. This is so ridiculous. And we're just sitting here. Oh, oh well, this law doesn't say this. We don't need H.R. 2. I don't want to hear any more about H.R. 2. And oh, we did such a great. That's a messaging bill. It's not going anywhere. And even in the CR, they took the E-Verify out. It's ridiculous. Yes, it's a nice bill. It's never going to see the light of day. There are enough laws on the books. Now they should be choked down and not get a penny. And if we keep doing it, we deserve what we're going to get. And because we're going to get it. And, and people have been warned about this. And Biden steps up there and they got all this happy talk. All the NGOs ought to be jailed. Everybody that's, that is exacerbating this is guilty of treason against this country and our safety. Todd Benzman. Well, I couldn't put it better, uh, but um, I'm going to just tell you that um, the worst is yet to come down here at the border. Uh, the numbers are absolutely astounding. 280,000 just illegally through the between the ports of entry. And if you go to my Twitter, I, I, I put some video up from my drone this morning. Uh, I guess it's X now of CBP one. Uh, immigrants crossing over the bridge. I managed to ke to be there just as they were being brought in over the bridge. There are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands more crossing under the CBP-1 management programs at the bridges and they're being flown by air from foreign countries into 43 U.S. airports. So when you hear about the numbers crossing between, you have to add those other ones and the runners. It looks mm. like we may be pushing 400,000 
if you count all of those together for the month of September, and it's going to be more in October and November, the weather's cooling and they're coming through. I'm going to say that uh, the intelligence community uh, was correct in its assessment a year ago that we were going to be seeing 14,000 to 18,000 a day coming across. It's happening right now. So uh, buckle up. Uh, this thing is about to get as bad as it has ever been, and that's saying a lot. Todd, it's mind-boggling. Todd Benzman, what's your, what's, what is your Twitter account, all your social media, the books? You're the best. You're the best. You get me so worked up. <laughs> Thank you. you know, I come across. But, 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 but people can understand this. This is the only thing that matters right now. This. If you don't solve this, you don't have a country. Okay? We're not going to be there to be there for Israel. For those of you inclined to support Ukraine, we're not going to be there for Ukraine. For those of you that want to uh, make sure that Taiwan doesn't fall to the Chinese Communist Party, we're not going to be there. We're not going to be anywhere. This is on purpose. This is not random. As Todd Benson showing you, they've taken the laws and gamed the system perfectly. And we haven't got, you see those guys right there? Tell me in a year's time on the afternoon of 20 January 2025 when we say, hey, guess what? New sheriff in town. Everybody's got to leave. You think they're just going to sit there and go, oh, that's a terrific idea. We think we're going back to sub-Saharan Africa or, or the Horn of Africa, wherever they came from. You think they're just going to sit there and go, that's a lovely idea. Why didn't we think of that? No, they are not. America's agony. America's agony is all before us, and this is, it is not quantum mechanics. You can see exactly what's going on, exactly who's responsible, and if we don't stand up this and those gutless, gormless nerds up in the Capitol Hill don't stand up to it, then turf them out. We're not going to have a country. Todd Benzman, where do they go to get your stuff? At Benzman Todd at X. I'm on Getter. Uh, T. Benzman at Getter and Truth Social. If you want to know everything there is to know about the jihadist border, my book is America's Covert Border War. Uh, very relevant today, just as it was two years ago when it published. And my current book is Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. And it so very much is. And the two books are linked. The worse this mass migration crisis is, the more at risk we are of the uh, of a of a, a jihadist infiltration flow over the border as they testify. Just, just keep just keep that. Keep, you see the bar You see, DHS that you pay for goes down and cuts it open. Texas Range put they put them aside DPS and they let the illegal alien invaders through. They they usher them through like concierges and they make the Texas Ranger stand off to the side. This is the country we got right now. And Abbott ought to have them down there. Ought to be arresting any. Anybody associated with the federal government that does that should be arrested, should be handcuffed immediately and, and, and that would, marched off. That would be a very interesting thing to see. Uh, I hope I'm here when it happens, if it, if it happens, when one or the other arrests each other. Todd Benzman, uh, honored to have All you right. on here. Be safe, brother. You're fantastic. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, we, haven't, we, ha we haven't even begun to hit the turbulence we're going to have. Right there, think about this. He just 400,000, the numbers, four, that's 40 combat divisions. 400,000 is two and a half times the amount of men that hit the beach on D-Day to take back Western Europe, to take on the Wehrmacht. Think about that. In one month, 400,000. I want you to tonight 
when you go to sleep, think about that. You are the only group in the world and in this country that stands between us and the abyss. Remember that. You stand between this nation and the abyss. Right there, you just saw it. Plain as day for everybody. In turbulent times, for 5,000 years, gold's been a hedge. I think it's now time that you immerse yourself in information about that. Get to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Get Philip Patrick and the team on there. Immerse yourself and learn about it. We're going to go through turbulence in this nation like you've never seen before. Like you've never seen before. Even a great man like Donald J. Trump is going to have a lot of difficulty turning this thing around. It's going to get turned around. But, hey, this is not going to be uh, a bed of roses. This is going to be quite tough. Okay, we're going to see you back here tomorrow morning. At 10 a.m., you're winning. Today, you blow them up on Capitol Hill. Tomorrow, we're going to blow them up more. Uh, watch me on Twitter as I give some unexpurgated opinions about what's happening up there on the vote. We'll see you tomorrow morning in the war room. 10 a.m., strap in, get ready. We're fighting now. See you on the ramparts. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.